Mike Tyson, but you know, he said everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? And as a speaker, you know, everybody has a plan until the nervousness sets in, you know, and, uh, but a pastor once told me, he said, uh, if you step in the pulpit and you're not a little bit nervous, you know, he said, don't even get in the pulpit. You know, that's the reverential fear that, that we, that we have, uh, because it, it is a, a responsibility, right, to, to feed the flock and to, to do the responsible duty that it is, you know, uh, uh, to preach the word, right? Um, I wanted to start just to give a, a quick testimony, because um, ever since uh, I've started uh, coming back to, to Metathorpe Baptist, um, I've, I've had several trials, um, and especially since uh, Pastor Philip asked me to uh, to preach, um, it seems like you know something has been working. It's like, oh, you want to you want to go back to teaching? You want to go back to preaching the word? Well, I'm going to keep you out of there. You know, um, I woke up this morning, the spring on my garage door had broken, you know. Uh, I've had several uh, issues at work keeping me there late, um, taking away from study time. I mean, just one thing after the other. And, uh, but, you know, thank, thank the Lord, you know, it's just, he's, he's just put these things on my heart and, and just, you have to push through, you know. And uh, something that... Uh, uh, <clears throat> I kind of gleaned from, from this study that, that we're going to get into tonight uh, really, really helped me. And uh, if you would, turn to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, we're going to start in, uh, start in verse 1. And what God has put on my heart um, due to, I believe, uh, all of these things that have been happening is encouragement for discouraging times. And we look in 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 1, we get into the end of Paul's, Paul's life, and he's talking to Timothy. He says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. 
Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto them also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Christians to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring with him thee, for he is profitable, profitable to me for the ministry. And Tychus have I sent to Ephesus, the cloak that I left at Troas with uh, Carpus. When thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou ware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. At my first answer no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and, stre and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me until his, unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's, let's pray, brothers. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for being able to be here in your presence. We thank you for this word. We thank you that it has been preserved for us to be able to learn and to be able to share it this evening, Lord. We ask that you would use it, and that your Holy Spirit would work according to your will, Lord, and that you would be able to um, speak tonight. We thank you, Lord, once more, and we ask that you would just help, Lord, this speaker, Father, and forgive his sins. In Jesus' name, amen. So, there's a lot of t uh, theology and a lot of messages that can be unpacked from those 18 verses. I mean, there's the teaching that Paul is telling Timothy. He's, he's exhorting him, to talking about teaching the doctrine, be instant, in season and out of season. That could have been the message that he gave me, but it, it, it wasn't. You know, I, I, I'm like, yes, that's, that's, I'm going to teach about that. You know, everybody go out and preach. Be an evangelist. I, I wanted to do that, you know. Stuff like that's easy. But what stuck out to me was in verse 11. And I, it just stuck on me where Paul says, only Luke is with me. And it kind of struck me. I, I, I said, Lord, why, why, is that, why is that verse sticking out? out? Out of all of this great just 
Paul pouring all this out to Timothy. Only Luke is with me. And I said, what, what a thought. Paul sitting, lonely, encouraging, because Paul's words to Timothy were encouraging at the end of his life. He's exhorting Timothy and telling Timothy, this is what I need. This is what, we, what needs to happen. This is, this is, these are your instructions. Yet he only has one man that's with him to encourage him. And as I began to think about what I was going through, what the Lord was bringing me through, because many times... The word that the Lord gives us, the, the word that the Lord was given Paul, was not necessarily for anybody else but Paul. And the words that the Lord gives us when we study is not for anybody else but us. And then we share that with someone else so that they can benefit, they can be blessed. And that's what Paul was doing. The Lord was speaking to Paul. He's just letting it flow. And then that, in turn, is going to Timothy. And then Timothy wrote it down, and that's coming to us, and it's blessing us. But Luke was the only one with Paul. And we all need someone to come along beside us and encourage us. That stuck with me. How did I needed someone through the trials that I was facing this week to come alongside me. We've suffered, people in this church have suffered loss. And what I've seen from all of you, from all of the brothers and sisters here, come alongside each other and encourage each other. And it's just been a beautiful thing. And the Lord just, it, it, he, that spoke to me. And God just said, how many Lukes are in this church? Luke was a physician. He came alongside Paul and healed Paul. The Lord worked through that. And that's what we, as brothers and sisters in Christ, how many times have, you just, you never know when somebody needs a healing word. Soothing, sad for the soul because it comes from the word of God. It comes from the Holy Spirit that's in us. You know, Paul had Barnabas at the very beginning. Barnabas' name literally means son of encouragement or son of comfort. And, and Barnabas was with him through the first missionary journey up to the second, but then they had a rift, they had a split. And, but Luke was with him the whole time. You know, they had a split because... Uh, uh, because of uh, Barnabas' cousin, John Mark. You know, and John Mark. And, and, it's, and it's, it's great because, I say great, but it's, it's, it's almost like it comes full circle because you don't hear anything about Barnabas right here, but you do about John Mark. Because even though Paul 
was discouraged previously because of that rift, he mentions Mark right here. You know. He says, bring Mark to me. Verse 11, after he mentions Luke, who is there with him, he says, take, John, take Mark and bring him with me, or bring him with thee, for he is profitable with me for the, for the ministry. Man, Paul came full circle. So through this, he is encouraging because when you go back and study and you see how that, that, just, that disruption that happened through John Mark, and he even went back to Jerusalem, caused a disruption in Jerusalem. Paul could have just never forgiven him. But we see how Paul's words are encouraging. So we see throughout the Bible how... There's so many other examples of pairs of uh, friends, brothers, mother-in-law, sister-in-law. We have David and Jonathan. They were so close. It says they're, they're, they were cleaved to each other. Uh, you have Elijah and Elisha encouraged each other. You have Ruth and Naomi. Um, you know, as we study in Second Timothy here, um, the encouragement that Paul really has for Timothy is summed up like this. Uh, be strong in grace. Be faithful to be entrusted. Be a brave soldier. Be hardworking as a farmer. Be as disciplined as an athlete. Be as diligent as a workman. Be as gentle as a servant. That's kind of what we read here. Um, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. See what our Communication should be as a good encourager of each other. It says, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Proverbs eighteen twenty four. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Uh, 
You know, those of you that, that know me well know that I'm, I'm, I'm a history buff. I mean, I just love history, and specifically military history. Uh, and there's a guy, I'm sure that many of you are familiar with him. Uh, he was the highest-ranking uh, Navy SEAL. They call him the Bullfrog. You know, the, 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 the highest-ranking Navy SEAL, they, they call him Bullfrog. At one time, it's, it's, uh, 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 sorry, uh, it's the microphone, sorry. Um, Admiral McRaven is, is the man's name. And uh, he's, he tells a story um, about pushing some guys through, BUDS, basic underwater demolition training. And, I, you know, many of you know that the, the hardest, toughest training in special forces is BUDS. I mean, when I was on the naval base in Chicago, you know, I, I got to see a lot of uh, sailors come through what they call pre-BUDS. I mean, that was tough. I mean, these, these guys, <laughs> man, they, they beat the snot out of these guys. I mean, they, you know, we were all going to the galley to eat, and they were running these guys around. I mean, they, were, they, got, they had to eat as fast as they could, and they were off doing PT. And if all of the, their guys were eating, they had guys guarding their backpacks because nobody was to touch their stuff. Anybody touch their stuff, the guy that was guarding their backpacks, he got extra PT. I mean, it's serious, you know. So they're, they're being trained from day one. And so that's pre-BUDS. Well, when they get to actual BUDS in Coronado, California, I mean, it's even worse. And then they go through something that's called Hell Week. And Admiral McRaven is telling a story about how they're going through this, I mean, this evolution where these guys are buried up to their necks in mud. I mean, and it's miserable. And cold water, these guys are going through, I mean, almost hypothermic conditions. And they're joined at the elbows. And just, they're not allowed to talk. But the guys are just sitting there shivering. They're, sh they're just shaking. But they can't, they can't say anything. You have to keep silent at all times. But the, the, the stress of that, the stress of not being able to, to speak and not being able to move, you can't move. You can't get out of that mud. You can't do anything unless to say, I quit. But he said all of a sudden, and this is in the, the, the dead of night, but he said all of a sudden in the midst of that, there was one guy that started singing. He started singing. And the instructor just started going crazy. Who's singing? Who's singing? But he heard one voice singing. And then all of a sudden, it's two voices singing. And then three voices singing. And four voices because just when he was about to give up, the singing gave them hope. And the singing, it just, it, it gave everybody, it gave everybody hope. And it gave everybody just that that extra something that they needed to keep on going. It was one guy who decided to break protocol. He decided to break the rules, and he decided, I'm going to be an encouragement.
to everybody else. I don't care what anybody else says. He found something within to just keep on going. He fought the good fight. Like Paul said, he found his encouragement. He found at the very end of his life something to keep on going and give his encouragement to everybody that we have today. And where does that come from? Where does that come from? Well, let's find out where it comes from. We read in John 16. John 16. The Lord Jesus was nearing the end of his life. John 16, verse 13, he said, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you unto, into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. So it's the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit has come. The Holy Spirit, and he glorifies Jesus. And then we read further in verse 33. Jesus says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We are overcomers in Jesus Christ. See, so many times we rely on outside factors to make us happy. We rely on outside things to be our happiness, to be our encouragement. Yes, we need each other. But how can we rely on each other? Because it's the Holy Spirit, it's Jesus dwelling in us that gives us the joy. It's not happiness, it's joy. It's the joy of the Holy Spirit. Joy that Christ gives us within, that allows us to be able to be that encouragement for each other. And that's the encouragement that we need to give each other. If you don't have that encouragement, if you don't have that joy, if you don't have Christ, then what my encouragement is, is that you accept Christ. Now, I know most of us here have, right? For those friends that are listening, you know, he's calling. You know, you know we, uh, many times, uh, <clears throat> rely on outside factors when, uh, when we should be relying on Jesus. So, um, I just uh, want to say, you know, thank you, brother. Um, 
You know, I do remember the first time that I stood in this pulpit. Uh, and I was, uh, it was a Sunday school class. You know, and uh, was a extreme amount shorter than what it was tonight. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I do uh, hope that the Lord has has spoken to your hearts uh, and uh, 